0: Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The bitter gulf rift between Qatar and its Saudi and United Arab Emirates-led detractors could spill onto the pitches of English soccer. A flurry of reports suggest that the gulf rivals are seeking to buy big-name English clubs, Abu Dhabi billionaire Sheikh Khaled bin Zayed, a member of the Emirates ruling family, said this week that he had agreed terms with the Newcastle United owner Mike Ashley to buy the Premier League club. Meanwhile, Qatar reportedly was in talks to purchase Leeds United, while Saudi Arabia has been rumored to be circling Manchester United. Stepped up Gulf Interest could take the region's rivalry from the European level, where the UAE's acquisition more than a decade ago of Manchester City and Qatar's buying of Paris Saint-Germain set examples into a national competition. While both acquisitions have on balance contributed to the UAE and Qatar's soft power despite hiccups, Manchester City's owner, City Football Group, has created a template for commercial exploitation of what are some of the Gulf states' most valuable brands by acquiring stakes in clubs in the United States, Australia, Japan, Spain, Uruguay, and China. The rush to buy British clubs is at least in part the latest round in the Gulf dispute that erupted two years ago with an alliance that led by the UAE and Saudi Arabia declaring an economic and diplomatic boycott of Qatar. Qatar has so far emerged on top with its unexpected winning of the Asian Cup early this year in all places Abu Dhabi and its successful thwarting earlier this month of UAE-Saudi-backed efforts by world soccer body FIFA to force it to expand the 2022 World Cup from 32 to 48 teams. Qatar's victories came on the back of a series of failed, or at best partially successful, Saudi and UAE efforts to enhance their influence in global soccer governance that would have enabled them to pressure the Gulf state. The rush also suggests that the soft power gains of Gulf states seeking to project themselves in ways that contrast starkly with their image as autocratic and often brutal violators of human rights, including widely criticized migrant labor systems, outweigh the associated reputational risks. That assessment is borne out by Manchester City fans' enthusiastic embrace of the club's Emirati owners and willingness to ignore the country's human rights record singing to the tune of African-American 1920s classic, Kumbaya, come by here. Fans chant, Sheikh Mazur, my Lord. Sheikh Mazur, oh Lord, Sheikh Mazur. A reference to Sheikh Mansour bin Zayed, Manchester City's owner, UAE Minister of Presidential Affairs, and half-brother of UAE President, Khalifa bin Zayed. Like Sheikh Manzur, Newcastle's buyer, Sheikh Khaled, whose business ties appear to be more with Dubai than Abu Dhabi, is likely to project his acquisition as personal, even if the Emirates' de facto ruler, Crown Prince Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, keeps a tight lid on government as well as family affairs. The Gulf states, responding differently to criticism, have nevertheless not had an easy ride. In seeking to garner soft power and polish tarnished images in contrast to the ua and saudi arabia who seldom respond to their critics qatar has reacted to an avalanche of criticism since its winning of the 2022 world cup hosting rights by engaging with its detractors although too little too late for its more strident critics qatar has made substantial changes its kafala or sponsorship system that puts employees at the mercy of their employers. To be fair, so has the UAE, even if it did so less because of pressure by human rights and labor groups and more as part of an effort to project itself as a model cutting-edge 21st century state. Nonetheless, both the UAE and Qatar could see their reputational gains undermined if legal proceedings involving their soccer business practices go against them. Manchester City has reacted angrily to an investigation by European soccer body UEFA into allegations of financial fair play irregularities, which could lead to a Champions League ban. The chairman and chief investigator of UEFA's club financial control investigatory chamber, Yves Le Term, has referred the allegations to the group's adjudicatory chamber to issue a ruling. Similarly, Paris Saint-Germain president, UEFA executive committee member, and chairman of Qatar's television network BN Sports, Nasser Al-Khalefi, was last week charged in France with corruption in connection with the bidding process for this year's World Athletics Championships in Qatar. In an argument that could spread to Britain, Javier Tebas, the president of La Liga, Spain's top soccer league, denounced Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain as state-run clubs, one-off petroleum money, one-off gas, that should be expelled from European competitions as threats to the sport. Echoing Manchester City's fans' rejection of criticism of the UAE as racist The club's chairman, Khaldun al-Mubarak, dismissed Mr. Tabas' assertions as ethnic slurs. That's a tactic that likely will work as long as fans, such as Howard Hawkin, concede that they may be hypocrites who don't care much about human rights in the Middle East. A Manchester City podcaster, Mr. Hawkin adds, Abu Dhabi is an up-and-coming country and it wanted to boost its profile. It's a PR thing, and we're fine with that. I should care, but I don't. I should care about where my shoes come from, if they've made by slave labor, but I don't. I don't look to football for my moral code. I don't think I've sold my soul to support Man City. The question is whether Mr. Hawken would stick to his position if the business practices of his club's owner or the politics of the UAE became a liability rather than an asset. With Mr. Al-Khalafi's legal issues, the same question could confront Paris Saint-Germain fans. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.